friends, Alyssa and Nicole back again with another riveting episode of PT Reads. Today's episode is titled ALS Chat, where we will be discussing the book I Remember Running, The Year I Got Everything I Wanted in ALS by Darcy Wakefield. This episode is promoting ALS.org. Alyssa, how did you hear about this book? Well, somebody recommended it to me, and I know that some other students from Maryville have read it as well. Speaking of, we have Aaron, Rachel, and Ashley, fellow Maryville PT students. Um, they're here to help us unpack this book. I think that we will have a great discussion today. All right, let's dive in and meet our guests. Nicole and I just wanted to thank you for joining us today to discuss the most recent PT Reads book. We are so excited to have you and hear your thoughts on this powerful book. Wow, thank you both so much. I know I speak for the group that we are very pumped to be here. This book has impacted us all and we hope to inspire everyone listening to give this book a read and take some time to digest it. Rachel, I totally agree. I know for me personally, there were several moments when I teared up at the strength of the author and main character Darcy. Yeah, she has got to be one of the most resilient people I know. She had such a unique way of finding beauty despite the continuing weakening of her body. I'm really excited to discuss that with everyone. That's a really good point, Ashley. For those who don't know, ALS is a progressive neurodegenerative disorder without a cure. You may have heard it referred to as Lou Gehrig's disease. Depending on the case, some people's progression is more severe than others. Darcy's case was especially severe. She only lived for about 18 months after she started noticing her neuromuscular decline, which happened extremely fast. The first thing she noticed was a slight foot drag while she ran, and by the time she passed away, she had lost her ability to speak. You can imagine what she felt during that short period of time. This seems like a good place to ask our first question today. Ashley, what do you think the psychosocial implications of the ALS diagnosis on both Darcy and her support system? Well, let's put Darcy's situation into perspective. Early on in her diagnosis, one of her well-meaning friends told her that she should begin to look at assisted living facilities. How odd would it be for a 33-year-old to think about looking at an assisted living facility to live, at a point in her life where she would otherwise be looking at her dream house? One of the quotes that really emphasizes this as well is when she says, I think the hardest thing about accepting help is acknowledging that something is wrong with me. How relatable is that? I think that this quote captures the psychosocial implications of not only the diagnosis of ALS, but that of any chronic diagnosis. Another thing that struck me was Darcy's reflection on how her role and the role of her nanas seemed to have flipped. Darcy was no longer helping her nana, but Darcy was now the one needing more help. Thank you, for <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up, Ashley. That is one of the biggest takeaways from this book, for me at least. So switching gears a bit, Rachel, how do you think that Darcy handled her diagnosis? Would you have handled it any differently? Yeah, that's such a good question, Alyssa. Kind of going back to what Ashley said before, I think Darcy had such a unique and beautiful way of perceiving her diagnosis. In fact, in the book, she even stated at one point that she felt sorry for her old self. ALS allowed her to cross stuff off her list of things she wanted out of life that she didn't, she had not done yet, like meeting Steve, her boyfriend, and the father of her son, Sam. In the beginning, she definitely dreaded her diagnosis and the way she was forced to leave the earth, but towards the end, she found ALS to be more of a blessing. 
Instead of running from the pain to a tangle of despair, she chose to find the good in each day and the blessings that ALS actually brought into her day-to-day. -day. Yeah, honestly, that is so inspiring. I'm not sure I would have had the strength to see life in that way after being diagnosed um, with such a life-threatening disease. What do you think, Rachel? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's so hard to put myself in her shoes. I'm afraid I would have taken a much more negative outlook on the world than she did. I, it would be really hard to watch so much of my life I've grown up knowing and participating in completely change and slip away into something so different. I can only hope that I would have, been a, would have had an ounce of Darcy's strength to take the change of stride. Absolutely. Erin, I want to hear your insight on one more topic. How has this book affected your understanding of this diagnosis and how may this affect the way that you view your clients or patients? This book affected how I understood ALS in regards to people that have been affected by it and what they have to go through. Darcy wanted to get pregnant and she did, but there was no information on how ALS and pregnancy works, even though she searched and asked multiple doctors about it. It makes me think what other diagnoses that have, been have not been researched all the way for people who still want to have kids with their ailment and if they could pass it on to their kids as well. There's so much to be explored with these and genetics related to long-term neurological diseases such as this one. It's made me also think of how we view our patients too often as simply as a walking diagnosis than a person who wants to be able to do things, like Darcy wanted to run and hike and other things. However, the devices that are used for people with ALS do not aid in this area. She kept having to change her AFO device and they were extremely uncomfortable to use. You think after all this time, they would have made devices such as this more adaptable to people with long-term conditions. Also, it really shows how important your patient's goals and functional needs and participation are to the center of care, not the pathology or the impairment that they present with in the clinic. I really liked what was said about how people feel more identified by their diagnosis than who they are behind their diagnosis. I think that's a key point to pull from the book to break the stigma around people with ALS. That's so true, Nicole. So many good thoughts and discussions today. A special, special thanks to our guests from Maryville University for taking the time from their busy studying schedules to discuss the book with us. We hope all you listeners learned a little bit today about ALS and feel inspired to check out their promoted website, ALS.org, to be part of the race in finding a cure for ALS. We'll be back shortly after a message from our sponsor to talk about the book for next week.